It's Joe's class on 88.9 The Bridge. It is 7 o'clock, maybe 7.01. You are listening to Joe's class from the hallways of Mercer Island High School, Mercer Island, Washington. Broadcast live Tuesday mornings at 7 a.m., on KMIH Mercer Allen, my name is Joe. I am the host and the teacher, but the real stars are the students. And I'm joined uh, by two of them this morning, Kate Lennington and Annabelle Haggerty. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for thanks for getting up and coming into class early today on a uh, a post three day weekend. I I got I'll say right now I love three day weekends. I think every weekend should be a three day weekend, and I think a, a four day school week. I would work longer and harder if I knew it was four days. Would you guys? I don't know. I feel like at first, yes, but then eventually Tuesday just becomes the new Monday or like or Thursday just becomes the new Friday. And like, I feel like it would work for a while. But then once you get like accustomed to it and expect it every single weekend, then I feel like it becomes less and less novel. Well, you may be on to something, Kate, because it feels like Monday to me right now, even though it is Tuesday. How about you, Annabelle? Would you go to, let's see, how many classes we got to get into this thing? We need to have uh, uh, seven periods a day. So we would have to, you'd have to go probably to two hours extra a day. That might be a little much. Would you do that to get a day off? I feel like I would not because then we would just have either a really early start or just no time after school. And then I feel like we would have more homework over the three-day weekend. Yeah, it it might not translate as well to school. When I was working, especially in radio, I thought, man, I did not like Mondays. I'll just tell you that right now. It's like I almost forgot what I was doing, you know, how to do my job. I had to relearn it every weekend. Don't ask me why. Uh, But I, I didn't care for Mondays. And I was like, man, if I could just broadcast Tuesday through Friday, we'd be set. And a lot of uh, a lot of broadcasters take Fridays off. I mean, the big big guys, your uh, you know uh, Jimmy Fallon's and and Stephen Colbert's, your late night talk show hosts, they they will take two uh, Thursday afternoon so they can get out of town and have Friday off. Fridays when they always have their comedian guests and things like that. Their humor's not quite as topical, and that gives them a chance to get a three day weekend every weekend. I would do that. I, I would I would do an extra long day, one day a week, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think one day a week I could get behind, but every day, no. <laughs> well, we've got a good show for you today. Uh, we got a couple of great guests. Uh, neither are live, I'll tell you right now. In fact, one's uh, kind of a, uh, from a ways back, but... Uh, one thing that's happened since the last time I had a chance to do a show is our football uh, football teams are just in, in turmoil. We've got a, a new coach for the Huskies after almost winning a national championship with the old coach, and that all happened super fast. And we're looking for a coach for the Seattle Seahawks. And the last time we were looking for a coach for the Seahawks, we wound up uh, getting Pete Carroll, and that was in 2010. And I'll tell you right now, I was not thrilled about that. In fact, I started a campaign uh, uh, online on this new uh, new uh, platform they called Facebook. It was pretty new <laughs> at the time to try to get people uh, to to get a campaign to not hire Pete Carroll. I was trying to stir up the the twelves to say, you know, we don't want this guy. And uh, I had a chance to, to to talk to Pete about this, and, and I have the interview, the first interview I ever did with Pete Carroll when he came to town, and uh, we're going to play a little bit of that for you. We also have Georgia Hunter, who has uh, got a, a show coming up on Hulu. She's a best-selling author, and Annabelle spoke to her uh, earlier in the week. And uh, can you give us a little a little preview of what you and Georgia talked about, Annabelle? Yeah, so we talked about a whole bunch of things, but... The main thing was her book, We Were the Lucky Ones. It's a New York Times bestselling book, and it's also becoming a Hulu limited series pretty soon. So we talked about that process and how the book relates to present day issues as well. Sounds good. We'll get to both of those in the next hour. And also uh, a few other topics. Kate, you said you, you watched a couple of good movies over the weekend. I want to hear what those are about. And while we're talking uh, 
about uh, Georgia and her upcoming series. The Emmys were last night, and there were seems like these limited series are the ones that are are really uh, getting in there and and uh, winning the award. So I've got, and I don't usually do the news, but I've got a newscast, and I can't remember the last time I sat and prepared a newscast. So so you guys, uh, I'll let you be the judge of how good I am. If you want, we'll start things off with, quote, the official newscast from Joe, and then we can discuss uh, maybe the Emmys and, and the movies you saw in a little bit, uh, little bit more. Uh, so you want to do it that way? Should I start with my official news? That sounds Go good to it. me. All right. Let's see if we have any kind of news bed or anything. Let's see what I have here. What would make news sound cool? How's this? Let's, let's see. I've got to bring this up. <laughs> okay. Now it's time for Joe's News. Maybe a little too official. <laughs> All right. Well, topping the news, I can give it to you in one word. It is cold. And we're talking super cold. And I'm not just talking right here in the Seattle area. The weather is affecting travel all over the country. Our nation is in a deep freeze. We've got over 1,200 flights canceled today. Uh, Big hubs, uh, Chicago, Houston, New York, all these airports are affected. So check your flight status before you go to SeaTac or or anywhere to travel this morning. You may also want to check school closures. Obviously, we're sitting here at Mercer Island High. All is good, but there are some burst pipes that are causing problems in some districts. There are a couple elementary schools closed in Issaquah School District. Lake Washington School District is also affected, along with uh, several more in the outlying areas. So do check uh, for school closures before you get out the door today. But I can tell you most assuredly, Mercer Island schools are operating on time on regular schedule. Uh, The deep freeze is going to lift in the Seattle area tonight. Uh, After this frigid weekend we've had, look for warmer temperatures and rain returning to the forecast this evening. And maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of slush as we transition over. But we're going back to warm and wet for a while around here. But the rest of the country, it's going to be cold. And it's going to be cold for a long time, even in the deep south, places like Mississippi and Tennessee, uh, where they don't usually see this stuff, are going down into single digits. So uh, hopefully uh, it'll all go well for them. Uh, the cold did not uh, really deter the Iowa's caucus, Iowa caucus goers uh, from supporting Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Trump claimed 50% of the vote uh, with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis coming in a distant second with 21% and Nikki Haley uh, right behind him at 19% in the Iowa caucus. Uh, which was uh, took place on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Now the uh, political attention turns to New Hampshire. The primary will be a week from uh, today. And uh, Donald Trump is spending his day in court uh, today, though, uh, not campaigning. Uh, jury selection in the second defamation case brought by E. Jean Carroll. Uh, this is the first day that actually Trump and Carol will be in the same courtroom together, and she's seeking more than $10 million in damages based on uh, some of the uh, some of the allegedly uh, naughty things he said about her. Uh, Hollywood gathered to celebrate the 75th Emmy Awards. Uh, it was a year with very little production. There was a writer's strike. There was an actor's strike. And the shows that won big uh, are all kind of those limited series or or uh, uh mostly uh pay pay channel stuff secession the bear and beef were the three uh most often mentioned six awards for secession and the bear and five for beef and finally we always need to remember we live in earthquake country and uh we were reminded of that at about 11:30 last night when a 3.6 uh, little shaker gave squim and other parts of the Olympic Peninsula, just a little tremor. Uh, but while it's only a little tremor, you never know when the big one will come. So uh, going back to the Emmys, I, I've not watched any of these. Have any of you guys watched Secession, The Bear, or Beef, or know um, what they're about? My parents watched Succession, and that's basically like, it's based, I can't remember whose, like, family it's based off of, but it's basically about, like, um, there's this, there's, like, the, um, the, the, like, patriarch of the family who, like, he's, like, very big in, like, media and is making all this stuff, and basically all his kids are trying to, like, be the, 
be the um, kid that he like signs all of his assets away to when he dies on his will, and it's like the whole thing. Anyways, I I didn't I, my parents watched it. I didn't watch I so I've seen like bits of it, but I don't really know what it is that well. And then I I started watching The Bear, but I I I couldn't really get into it. But it's basically about this. He was the main character was like a a sous chef at, like, um, a Michelin star restaurant, and he was, like... Or maybe not a sous chef, like, maybe he was the actual chef. I don't know, something like that. And he was, like, the um, this really crazy, amazing chef, but then his... Um, I believe his brother dies, and his and the restaurant, this, like, um, classic... Sh- well, somebody must uh, know. Now, I will say, uh, we, you can call us, 206-275-9104, it is a bit of a crapshoot because we don't have a phone screener. We're pretty low budget. 88.9 The Bridge, you're on Joe's class. KMIH, are you there? Whoops, sorry. I got to put that in there. Now you can hear me. KMIH, you're on Joe's class. Hi there. This is Annabelle's mom. How are you? <laughs> hey, good, Annabelle's mom. How are you doing? I bet you've seen one of these shows. Oh, my gosh. The bear is so amazing. Highly recommended to everybody. <laughs> awesome. Well, it won, it won like, uh, uh, six awards last night, so it's, it's doing pretty good. What, what uh, as a person who's seen it, what, 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 what makes you want to recommend it, Andrea? Um, I think the family relationships and the sort of realness that it shows about how complicated things can be. <laughs> yeah, and also how stressful working in a restaurant is. Oh, if you well, ever have, you know that. Well, I've had a family, and I've worked in a restaurant, so maybe I need As to check I. this out. Well, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta find some stuff because I spent, uh, I think, twelve hours of my life watching some of the worst NFL football I've ever watched this weekend, <laughs> and, and and my teams just keep losing. So I, I gotta find uh, something to replace all these hours I spend in front of the TV watching football here pretty quick. I might have to have to try the bear. You should definitely try the bear, Joe. <laughs> well, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate your calling. You're the first caller we've ever had on Joe's class uh, so far. <laughs> yeah, this is what your third episode. This third class episode, class? and and we yeah. never asked for callers, and we can't, should mention two zero six two seven five. 9104 uh you can call now i asked annabelle and kate i said what do you guys do this this weekend or what uh uh what do you what do you want to talk about i didn't get much from annabelle so maybe you can give me a little scoop she said she mostly studied is that true she did mostly study this is probably you know this is the last finals week pretty much for her as a senior so you know a lot to prepare for yeah, there is, and uh, and it is finals week here. That's uh, today is our only quote regular school day, and then we go into finals mode, and and uh, it can be it can be a stressful time uh, uh, for the students, uh, the teachers. I'm I mostly I show movies and we do radio shows and stuff. It's not too bad, but but they'll be busting out the donuts and the therapy dogs and, and everything <laughs> that they can bust out to try to make things a little more peaceful around here. Well, Guinness and Finley do make everything better. They sure do. And uh, if uh, those of you just tuning in, we broadcast from Mercer Island High, and we have two amazing uh, dogs that just, they just hang around, and they're just here <laughs> just to make us all happier, and they do such a good job of it. It's like any time anytime you're feeling a little apprehension about something, you can just go and, and pet one of these uh, wonderful dogs, and, and everything's better, I got to say. It's a, it's, it's a heck, heck of a system. Well, thanks for calling, Andrea. Have a, have a wonderful week. Stay warm, and uh, we will chat with you soon. Have fun in Joe's class. Thank you. All right, so uh, there's a there's a vote for the bear, and uh, now you said you did watch a couple good movies this weekend, Kate. What did you What did you watch? So, um, I think on Friday, uh, the new Mean Girls movie came out, which is so basically Mean Girls was a movie that originally came out in 2004. Um, that was, I, I believe, the screenplay was by Tina Fey, and then it became a musical in like 2017. On Broadway, and then just now they made the Broadway musical into a movie, and that came out um, this weekend. And so I wanted to go see it, so I I told my parents I was like, we should go see this. And my mom was like, okay, ask your dad if he wants to go too. And so I was like, oh hey, do you want to go see this new Mean Girls movie? He was like, sure, sounds good. I said it was a musical. He claims I didn't. So then we went to the so then we went to the 
um, movie and we, you know, started watching it and he looks over at me and he goes, is this a musical? As we get like five minutes in because there was all these songs and I was like, yes, it is. Um, he ended up having a great time and really enjoying it. He, at, at his core, he's very much a girl dad, so he enjoys all of those, all of those things. And it, it was just a really fun, um, it was just a really fun musical and they, it was really like well done and like, I don't know, I just had a good time because I've always loved Mean Girls, but it was, it was just really good. And then, Last night I watched this movie called The Holdovers with my parents, which was just like a movie about like a 1970s um, boarding school, and it was about like this one kid who um, had to stay over the um, like Christmas break, and um, he it's like about kind of the relationship he builds with this kind of cranky old teacher and the cook at the boarding school, and it ended up being a really good movie that I really enjoyed with my parents last night. Well, I love uh, I love the term you just gave me because I didn't know what I was, but I guess I'm a girl dad. Uh, I didn't <laughs> think about that, but uh, I saw Mean Girls on Broadway, and I loved it. And I didn't go uh, uh, knowing that, you know, I, I went because uh, actually we were in New York for the IBS Awards, mm-hmm. and, and a couple of the students wanted to go, and they needed a chaperone, so I went. And just an awesome, awesome musical. And I love musicals. I, yeah. I love I love show tunes. I love Broadway. I know, uh, yes, I'll sit and watch 12 Hours of the NFL, but I also will, will sit and watch, uh, you know, I've seen Filler on the Roof I don't know how many times. That's one of my favorite classics. And then even... Uh, even then, uh, some of the newer musicals, I, I love that. So um, I'm going to have to, I might actually have to watch Mean Girls. Let's see if I get my daughter to watch it with me. She'd probably probably enjoy that. Yeah. I'm kind of mad at my mom and my brother because they actually went to go see the Book of Mormon on Saturday without me. Oh, my God. Oh. And I went to go see it with my mom last year when we were at the IBS Awards. And so I can't be too mad, but it's such a good one. Like, it's just so funny. And she actually took her coworker, who's an ex-Mormon, to see it. And so I actually didn't hear what he thought about it, but I'm sure that was an interesting experience for him because mm-hmm. it's basically just kind of a satire of the whole yeah. church. So The Book of Mormon, and I'll, I'll say irreverent with a capital I, let's put a warning label on it, but what a hilarious, hilarious production. And, yes. and it's been a while since I've seen it. I would love to see it on Broadway. That must have been amazing. I saw it at the Paramount many years ago, and I think that's where it's run. the run is right now. Yeah. And I believe it's still going. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's funny. It's uh it's very, uh, uh, you know, if if you're uh, if you're if you're if you're a very fundamental in any of your beliefs and you don't like dirty words, then don't go. But but yes. it, it is pretty funny. I got to admit that's for sure. And uh, you know, IBS is is coming up. We're nominated for several awards, and uh, we'll be traveling again to New York. And maybe we need to see a play. I saw a. Uh, uh, I, I watch CBS Sunday morning. Yes, I know I'm old. That's that's my show to watch in the mornings uh, before football. And they had a wonderful uh, 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 feature on a play. And I, it's like it was called uh, it's something Oklahoma, like uh, something in Oklahoma. And it's about. Is it, is it about corn? It's about, no, that's a good one too, though. I know which one you're talking about. The, uh, is a Putnam County spelling bee? Is that another one? Or, um, that's or, another one, but it's not the one I'm thinking of. Corn, yeah, there's one all about corn. This one is uh, about living with autism, and all the cast has autism uh, or somewhere on the spectrum, and it just looked like a wonderful, wonderful play. I was thinking I might want to try to go see that uh, when, when we're in town. It's called How to Dance in Ohio. How to Dance in Ohio. It has nothing to do with Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma's the other big musical. I don't think you could yeah. do it. You wouldn't want to call any other musical Oklahoma. But How to Dance in Ohio. And is, is it, it's, you, from what you're looking at, are the reviews good? It sounded like they were getting rave reviews uh, and that everybody was really enjoying it. And I don't know how hot of a ticket it is. That's <laughs> That's part of a problem if we want to take a group somewhere. It's like... We can't take them to the hottest show in town. We oh, got to right. find that medium show that we can yeah. actually get a block of tickets for. And we have yeah. to plan ahead too, because yeah, I know when my mom and I went a few days early um, last year when we went, but it, like you got to plan in advance because these tickets can get expensive, and it's kind of crazy because I know Broadway's been having 
some trouble recently, just post-pandemic, as most like industries have. So it's interesting that the tickets are still so expensive. But I mean, the theaters are tiny, so yeah, yeah. everything in entertainment is is incredibly expensive these days. It's uh, you know any live event just about you want to go to, uh, and, and I know gas is you know five dollars a gallon, and it, it costs a lot to do anything. But it's uh, seems like after the pandemic, uh, they're really they're really going yeah. for it on the prices on stuff. Yeah. On, like, the whole, like, musical thing, another one that I would love to see and I honestly think is, like, is also one where it's, like, if if you you kind of have to, like, if you if you don't want to hear, like, I don't know. I don't think it's as, like, as, uh, as controversial as uh, the Book of Mormon can be sometimes, but I, I still think it kind of falls into a similar range of that. But um, I saw Six on Broadway uh, last spring, and it was so good. It's about... It's about the, like, six wives of Henry VIII, and um, it was just such a good musical, and it was, like, so funny, and it was kind of, like, it was, it was, like, it was, like, a musical, but it was also kind of, like, a rock and roll performance. It was, like, it was kind of, like, the whole thing was, like, breaking the fourth wall, and it was, like, if these, if these six different queens had been, like, they were, like, basically all putting on a show, and it was, like, they were competing to who had the worst deal, um, with, in their marriage with, Henry VIII, and it was a really funny and like good show. So like, I'd recommend that one to anyone. I love any kind of uh, any kind of show where you can turn people getting their heads chopped off into humor. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. Because Henry VIII, he he wasn't so nice to, <laughs> yeah. to to his wives, at least in the end. But that sounds good. Well, I tell you what, we uh, it's six uh, seven twenty three. You are listening to Joe's class. It is a live show. You can call and participate. 206-275-9104. We've got lots of sports. Yeah, the NFL played, uh, the Kraken played. Annabelle will update us on everything going on. we got some big sports right here in our building this week with Mercer Island basketball. So uh, let's play a quick song. Uh, here's a little Cage the Elephant, and we'll be back with a sports update. And uh, the first time I ever had the chance to talk to Pete Carroll – We'll play you back a little bit of that. And uh, and uh, he really won me over. And I'm still a little bummed that we're out uh, with no Pete Carroll anymore. So here's uh, Casey Elephant, 88.9 The Bridge. Seven twenty-seven Boeing time. You're listening to KMIH Mercer Island Joe's class, the only high school class where the lessons are taught live on the radio. There's a little cage, the elephant, cold, 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 and it is cold. Um, it's funny. You see what just popped up on our uh, on our computer there, uh, Kate? Yes. What does that say? It says two inches of snow. Two Wednesday. inches of snow on Wednesday. Now I have. Now I'm not saying that's an official forecast, but it did just pop up on the computer. And right now, I mean, when I drove in, it's about 20 degrees. It's a couple degrees warmer than that now. If we do get moisture, uh, which we're supposed to tonight, we may get a little snow, but it won't stick around. It should warm up and and uh, be rainy. And the typical uh, Seattle weather that we've come to know and love uh, should return. Uh, it was a Pretty busy sports weekend. Our teams didn't get the chance to take part, unfortunately, too much uh, since the Seahawks are out of the playoffs. But we did have uh, we did have some NFL playoff action. I'm going to see let's see if you need. I had the cool news bed. Let me try a sports bed for you, Annabelle. Let me see if this works. Uh, I'm going to hit the button. Okay, now it's time for your sports. Here's Annabelle Haggerty with what's going on. Following snow delays and frigid temperatures, Super Wild Card Weekend came to a close last night. On Saturday, the Texans beat the Browns and the Chiefs beat the Dolphins. Sunday saw a Packers victory over the Cowboys and a Lions win over the Rams. Yesterday, the Bills beat the Steelers after a delay and the Buccaneers beat the Eagles. Each winning team will join the Ravens and the 49ers, who each had a bye this week in the divisional round starting this Saturday. Moving to local sports, the Huskies head coach, Kalen DeBoer, has agreed to leave UW and become the new head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, taking over from legendary coach Nick Saban. Jed Fish from the University of Arizona is taking over as head coach for the Huskies, ending his Arizona contract early. Now for Islander sports. The Mercer Island boys basketball team faces off against Hazen at home tonight at 7:15, following a 61-52 victory over, over Jackson High School last night. The girls will face Hazen at home as well on Wednesday evening at 7:15 p.m. 
They're coming off a loss to Lake Washington and hope to bounce back against the Highlanders. I'm uh, rooting for our I'm rooting for our Islanders. Uh, our basketball is looking really good. We've got a lot of players on the radio station as well, so check those games out. And I don't know about this whole Husky thing. It seems like it was just I mean a week ago we were almost winning a national championship. We had a top guy. Now we have Jed Fish. That sounds like an Alabama coach's name more than a Washington <laughs> coach. I mean, that if I ever heard of a guy, a guy that sounds like, you know, he should be coaching a team in the Deep South, it's Jed Fish. But uh, but from all parent accounts, he's the guy we wanted, and we went out there and grabbed him. He turned Arizona around uh, super fast. So uh, either one of you guys aspiring Huskies, uh, didn't you say your parents go to the UW, Kate? Yeah, um, my parents went to UW. Um, I don't know. I'm not really sure where I'll go to college. I'm definitely going to apply to UW, and I, def- I think it's definitely a really good option. But I don't know if that's if I will be if I will continue the le- the Lennington legacy of uh, of going to UW. But um, yeah, both my parents went there, and that's where they met. So. And you're you're from California, Annabelle, so you you probably don't have too much of a too much of a concern about who's the next Husky coach. No, actually, my dad went to the University of Arizona, though, and so he's pretty upset about Fish leaving them because he was excited about this U of A turnaround, and they were actually pretty good this year, which is, you know, different than usual. Usually they're pretty bad at football. Yeah, and my daughter went there for a time, and, and it is. It's pretty tough to get to get a good team in Arizona. I don't know why. Maybe it's the sun. Maybe people are just distracted. But uh, he did a great job. He took them from like one win to ten wins in a couple of years. And he did exactly what DeBoer did to the Huskies. He says, I love it here. I'm going to build a dynasty. Oh, oh, there's more money over there. Okay, well, I'll yeah. see you later. So he kind of bailed on Arizona. And I think that's just the way it is. It's hard to find loyalty in the coaching ranks these days. And and the way the college game is going, that it may not be everywhere. There's a guy spending 10 or 20 years in one place. And uh, speaking of that, there was a guy who spent several years here that I grew quite fond of. And uh, that's Pete Carroll. We talked about uh, the last time we did a show together, we did our predictions, by the way. My predictions are out the window of the Kelsey Super Bowl, the Eagles getting beat. That really bummed me out. Um, I was hoping for the Eagles and the Chiefs. So now I'll just root for the Chiefs. But the team I root for is the Seahawks. And I've been rooting for the Seahawks since I was younger than you guys. I mean, I've been rooting for the Seahawks since their very first game. And I've been a season ticket holder well, for at least 25 years. And uh, when Pete Carroll, uh, it was announced that he was going to be our coach, or even when they started speculating he would be our coach, they uh, uh, I did not like that idea at all. In fact, I had a radio show, and I was trying to rally the city. It's like, we don't want this guy. Let's start a <laughs> petition. Uh, we want Mike Holmgren back. He's the guy who took us to a Super Bowl already. Let's hire back Mike Holmgren. And I was really anti-Pete Carroll. Don't take this personal, Annabelle, but I felt he was a Californian just moving up here to, you know, <laughs> wow. to, to, to raid. I mean, I, and I, I, I love California people, just not when they come. And especially back in this day, the house of, uh, price of houses, everything was going up because people from California were moving in. And then he was running away from a scandal at USC. I thought, this guy is a cheater. He's a USC pretty boy kind of coach. He's not going to fit in up here one bit. <laughs> Then I had the chance to to meet the guy uh, for the first time, and I actually have the interview here. If you guys will humor me, I'll play a little bit of it. This is the first time I ever had a chance to sit down with uh, Coach Carroll, and it didn't take long for him to win me over. Here's Pete Carroll as it aired on the Bob River Show, uh, July of uh, 21st of 2010. Here you go. Pete Carroll, welcome to the Bob River Show. Hello. Appreciate it. Getting the word out. That's good. You know, this is a big time for us to finish up. This is vacation time for me. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be working at, at 
getting the word out about our book because every every penny that I get goes right to our foundation of Better LA in Los Angeles and helps us uh, do the work that our guys are working. You're so not hard making at. anything off this book. I'm not taking a penny out of this one. I'm excited about about getting that word out so people know that when they buy a book, they are helping to save lives down in Los Angeles. Right. And uh, so, so if I read it and I don't win forever, <laughs> I have to go get my money back from a charity. And that yeah, that's right. That's, I know that's not going to happen. You won't you won't have your heart set in that you could do right. that. By the way, you uh, there is a glow about you. There is a positive attitude about yeah. you that's, uh, that's when you walk into a room one can feel it and uh and seahawks fans are really needing this right now uh when you came uh when, when you were announced there were some that were saying oh no 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 and then there was that was joe was one of them and then come on, joe well i you know there's nothing i hate more than la and usc and <laughs> mostly well, because you won all the time you know as, as a husband i think that's fan. a good thing in some way there's some respect in there somewhere i'm not sure Jim. oh and now that you're one of us man i'm drinking the pete carroll kool-aid i'm on the <laughs> yeah. bus i'm ready to go I'm you up. have pete carroll kool-aid at these uh, at these <laughs> signings there, there will be watch out for that, that little red juice over there on the side. Okay, very now, good. what you have is infectious, and it's enthusiasm, and I can feel it just from when I see your press conferences. I, I live up the hill from training camp. It almost It's an aura that glows right up the hill, right up to my house. <laughs> you I'm, guys are all got 60s guys, aren't you? I'm excited. <laughs> I went to the Seahawks draft party, and literally we had standing ovations for the first three picks. People were going nuts. Uh, you know, and Golden Tate is a second rounder. It seemed like a steal to me. I mean, you've already won in the draft. Now, Golden Tate, I was wondering, is he still living above that maple bar factory, or did he move? <laughs> yeah, that, that knucklehead. You know, that, that, I, what, they, we figured that thing out. You know, it was, it was, a, it was a huge mistake. But, uh, uh, you know, Top Hot was one of our, our sponsors, and so we tried to turn it into a positive, you know. I mean, yeah. So we're trying to do around here, you know, make things go, go in the right Knucklehead is a so. wonderful, wonderfully yeah. positive word. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's right. Yeah. My dad would call me a knucklehead. That was a good dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, anyway, so we fixed that thing up, and, 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 you know, he did all of the things he needed to do to make those people feel comfortable and safe with their maple bars. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, now I, I do repeat, have you guys ever had one of those? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, oh, man. Well, we had the CEO on that the day after and said, you got it, you know, Golden Tate's first touchdown. Should be a free maple bar for, for everybody the whole in the city. city. That's that's awesome. That's all right. I ask you, well, Pete, you Pete really yeah. won me over that day, though. Um, <laughs> uh, and Golden Tate, it's an ancient story now, but Golden Tate had smelled those maple bars cooking, and he was living in a condo above where they were making them, and he just went down and helped himself, and he got charged. Uh, with basically shoplifted maple bars, it was a bad. It was a bad. That was Pete's first deal. Deal with some bad press, and I guess when we look back in hindsight, that's the kind of press you need. But, but what an enthusiastic guy, and he did go on to, you know, win a Super Bowl and, and almost win two had it not been for one errant little call. And and what a run uh, we've had. Uh, and I, I'm going to miss that guy. And I was, uh, as opposed to anybody, uh, when we hired him. And now I don't know who we're going after. Uh, Jim Harbaugh actually interviewed uh, with San Diego. He's made it no bones about it. He wants to be an NFL coach. And that's one I don't think I could ever uh, get behind. I don't care how much enthusiasm uh, it would take a Super Bowl trophy or two for me to, to get behind that one. But uh, Yeah, we'll with see. him, I just think it's so funny that he gives his players stickers when they do good things. But I also need to say, I am an eighth-generation Northern Californian. I do not associate with Southern California or oh. USC. My family hates USC. <laughs> so we're right <laughs> struck there nerve, Struck in And, yeah, my dad and my aunt both went to UCLA, my dad for law school. And so, you know, well, I'm anti-USC. Well, the funny thing about all of this is, well, both my parents grew up in Washington and went and met in Washington, and we've lived in and have lived in Washington for a majority of their lives. I was born in SoCal. I was born in Southern California. I don't remember living there. I lived there for the first, first three years of my life, and then we moved here in 2010, which kind of correlates with the fact that it's so weird that Pete Carroll's not going to be the Seahawks coach because I'm not a big Seahawks fan. I'm not, I don't watch a lot of sports, but obviously I do care enough about them because there are, they're the Seattle's, they're Seattle's team. So like they're our team. And it's so weird because my entire, basically my entire life, or as long as I can remember, Pete Carroll's been the coach of the Seahawks. And the whole time I've lived here, Pete Carroll's been the coach of the Seahawks. Yeah. So it's weird to think that like, 
you know, I feel like that's just one of those things that's like always been true, at least like in my brain. So it's weird to think that he won't be the coach anymore. Yeah. And I figured he'd get the chance to say when he wasn't going to be the coach anymore. And that really didn't, it didn't work out that way. I, I, I didn't see any, uh, you know, give him his last year on his contract and, and see how it goes. I think he's earned that. But, you know, uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same, and everything does change, and uh, we'll see. But, boy, what a run. Uh, the best football I've seen was with Pete Carroll coaching, and, and we had a, a, a mighty good time doing it. I guess we'll continue. Now we've got to find other things to do because uh, football is ending. And I did find one uh, one thing to do over the break. And I did it for, it's for the first time I've ever tried it, and and I it's actually become a habit. It's it, it's almost a daily habit. Uh, there's uh, been a couple of times I haven't had the chance to do it, and I'm even told it's it's pretty good for you. You guys have any idea what it might be that I discovered over the break that uh, it, that I, I'm doing almost daily now, and and in theory it's supposed to be halfway decent for you. I'm trying to think of something that's kind of um, unusual, but not like not like crazy, but just like I know it's not this, but Kate and I are Duolingo fans, <laughs> and so we do our daily Duolingo. Which, if you don't know, it's a language app. <laughs> so you do like a little I don't know three minute lesson I, every day. The reason me and Annabelle became friends on that New York trip was because of Duolingo. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, that, that I've never heard of that, but that sounds great. So you're kind of learning, uh, learning a different language, well, just a little chunk at a time. Are taking the language already? So yes. it's Spanish. But the good thing is, like, I was able to. You can like take a placement test in the app. It's not perfect, but for me, it's good because it's kind of a review of old stuff. Because now I'm in AP Spanish. We're doing a lot of different things, a lot of different vocab. But now I'm getting to remember the earlier vocab that I've kind of forgotten yeah. or haven't studied in a while. So it's really good yeah. for that. Wow, that's uh, you know, that's not what it is, and I never even heard of that. But you are on the right track. Uh, oh. It's mm. you're 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 heading down the right path. Is it an app? Does it have to? Do- it, 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 I, it might be an app. I yeah, I guess I would say yes. It's an app. Um, is it like meditation? It's not meditation. I think I kind of do that naturally. I, I call it dozing off, though. It's like, I just kind of doze off every now and then. Uh, but it's not meditation, no. A daily calm app? It, it is. Well, it's not made for that, but in a way, it can calm me, but it can also frustrate me quite a bit sometimes. But I always feel a sense of accomplishment when I'm done. I'm trying to think. Oh, do you do like, do you do like a. A daily crossword or something like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's close enough, Kate. What I discovered, and and I know millions of people do this every day, and I'm five years late to the party here, but I started doing Wordle. Either one of you guys do oh, Wordle? Uh, yes. I do, yeah. So less Wordle. I do Wordle now, but the 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 new hot game is on New York Times is Connections. Oh my gosh! Where you have like 16 words, and there um there's four groups of four words and you have to figure out like how the words are connected and then there, and it's like there's like an easy one a medium one a challenging one and then like a really hard one and you have to figure out like how all the words are connected and i've been it's doing that a lot random. honestly like i feel like i've been using it for the wrong reason because i kind of like <laughs> this is a little thing i do i like I'm, i basically take it as like this is how the rest of my day academically will go. It's like it's almost like a horoscope. No. So like if I'm able to get my connections um, first try, like no mistakes, and I'm like I'm gonna have an amazing academic day. If I get it and like if I if I like use a few of like my mis- you get four like you get four um, strikes before you um, lose the game. If I use a few of my strikes, then I'm like okay, I'm still gonna be an academic weapon, but it's still it's gonna be a little less. But if I lose connections, then I'm like. It's over. It's over. Like, I should just give up, which I feel like is probably not the right mindset to have, but it's kind of entertaining. But the good thing is, is before any test I've ever taken this year, I've done connections, and I always get it either only using one strike or or perfect. So then I'm like, great. That's a good omen. I'm going to have to try that one's connections. It's hard. It- I always have to get help. It's I do it a lot in second period because we always end early, and my teacher always comes over, and he's like... 
what is this? And we're it's either together. so easy or so hard. But I, I'd say like kind of like Wordle, as you do it more, it gets easier. Yeah. Yeah, the Wordle, and, and I, I, and some people have their, you know, their set word. I kind of move around, but I did discover uh, for an opening word on there, radio is not a bad word because you yeah. get you get your. You get three of your vowels knocked out at once, and uh, so that's one. I don't use it every time, but I have been using that one. Uh, and my wife, she got she got it in two yesterday, Very which nice. I have yet to do a two. Uh, I tend to live in the world of the fours and fives. This is pretty yeah. much where I'm okay, at. Okay, guys, so. I just did it, and I got it in three. In oh. three? You just did it while we were talking just now? Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> you guys can multitask so well. I can't even figure out which button I'm going to hit next. <laughs> you're, in there, you're, you're in there carrying on a conversation and doing a wordle. Your brains are just wired different, you young people, I tell you. Okay, that's... we were talking about this with my dogs actually so we have two dogs one of them... See, you can even communicate with dogs what a wonderful generation so one of them is 11 years old i mean i think i'm talking to my dog but he's just not in his head he's and the other one back. is 11 months old so 11 years 11 months or i guess 12 maybe i don't know um and the 11 month old dog he right now is in tucson with my dad mm-hmm. and we were facetiming my dad and he was like looking at us and apparently when my dad was driving there my phone is on my dad's lock screen, me and my brother, and it turned on, and then my the dog licked it, and, like, he licked it because he knew it was us, and he also watches the TV and, like, barks at it when there's, like, it's really specific. If there's an animal or a car or a, like, the Geico guy, like, if it's, like, something like that, he hates those. But my other dog, she does not acknowledge phones or technology, so they have that same generation gap. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Um, yeah, so I, I have a 13, uh, he's not 13 yet, he, he'll be 13 in May. I have a 12 and a half year old dog and he, he's the sweetest boy in the world. He's so, he's so adorable. He's so handsome. I love him more than anything else. Pretty much ever. (laughs) I love this dog so much, but he has like no teeth. He has cataracts and like, but, but he like his nose works and like he, he doesn't have any joint issues yet. So he's like actually doing fine. He just can't really see or like, and he has like three teeth and it's like, it's really funny because he can't like keep his tongue in his mouth anymore. So just like whenever he's like sitting there, like his tongue just like hangs out and he's like an old chocolate lab, but he's very healthy. I'd say like other than his like one eye that he can't see out of and the fact that he has no teeth, but he's, he's, he's so funny. He like does not like the TV and he has this one chair that he sits in in my mom's office and it's like cut off from the rest of the house basically. And whenever the TV's on or the music is too loud when we're like making dinner or something, he will go to his little chair and like sit there like this old grouchy man. And it's so funny. He just is not a fan of certain TV shows. I always thought my dog loved watching football with me, but I think what he loved was just me sitting in one place and scratching him for hours. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, I, I don't know if he was really paying attention. Well, that's funny. I, I think you're right, Annabelle. That one dog loves the TV, and one, and that's the way you guys are. Your your generation is a you're a bright generation. You can multitask. You don't have patience for like. A lot of long stuff, you know. It's like, yeah. like I have a nine-minute song right now I could play, and I know that would make your 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 heads explode. It's like nine minutes, one song. Hey, Are you kidding me? I have listened to I'll one time. I listened one time during an Islander Hour, which is um, for those of you who don't know, Islander Hour is something we have every Wednesday, and it's kind of like it's kind of like homeroom. It's like basically a time where either we have like lessons about like topical. Things where we just, like, have advisory where you can go and talk to other teachers or, like, do your homework. But anyways, one time, freshman year, I learned I was 50 minutes, so it's not actually an hour. I listened to All Too Well 10-minute version five times in a row. Wow, all just, too well. Now, just who's for that? The, I'm um, guessing there's that. It, that's Taylor, Taylor Swift. I figured it's it all too well. Yeah. Ten minute version. Taylor's version mm-hmm. from the vault. From the vault. <laughs> um, it's a very long. At acronym. least it wasn't. There's also the all too well ten minute version. Taylor's version from the vault. Sad girl autumn. That is true. There's, <laughs> and that's the whole title, Joe. It's a little interesting, wow. but. Um, I have listened to that song five times in a row once, so like I feel like I have an okay attention span. But I think I think the main culprit for our dying attention span is is TikTok and short form videos yeah. and Instagram. Like that that kills attention span. 
Yep, and that's what uh, that's where it's heading. By the way, even long form conversations like we're having now, uh, when you're putting them on podcasts and stuff, it's the shorter form stuff that seems to really be getting the traction. Yeah, and uh, and then we may have to start thinking about that because here at Joe's Glass, we're always trying to uh, stay on the cutting edge best we can, and uh, that may involve doing some shorter segments. That may involve getting some cameras in here. I'm noticing <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of good. Uh, uh, podcasts these days are on video, which is a great way to go. Well, we have one more interview I want to get to, and it is almost time for the legit class. So I think uh, uh, we'll just uh, barrel right into this, and I'll let you set it up a little bit, Annabelle. But last week we had a really neat lady come and, and visit all our schools, and she's got a best-selling book. She's got a TV show coming out. Who knows? She may be at the Emmys uh, next year, and her name is Georgia Hunter. Uh, tell us a little bit about what we're going to hear here, Annabelle. Yeah, so this is a shortened-down version of the longer interview that I did with her, and I think I just kept in about three of the questions we did, and I'll set it up once you hit play with a little intro there. But yeah, New York Times bestselling author, amazing book about her family's story uh, during the Holocaust. During- All right, here's Georgia Hunter. I'm Annabelle Hegarty, and you're listening to 88.9 The Bridge. I had the opportunity to speak with New York Times bestselling author Georgia Hunter. Georgia's book, We Were the Lucky Ones, is based on the true and harrowing story of her Jewish family during World War II. The family was separated at the beginning of the war, but through each person's determination to survive, the family was reunited years later. Georgia spent almost 10 years researching her family history before writing this book. Here's Georgia speaking about her extensive research process. My research was really threefold. First and foremost, I wanted to meet with as many relatives as I could, collect their oral history. And to this day is one living relative with firsthand memories. And her name is Felicia. She was a year old at the start of the war. And then it was second generation survivors. And they were located in Brazil and all over the States. And so I I spent a lot of time flying around. And then I was also reaching out to like archives and ministries and magistrates for any records that might be available. And then the final piece of my research really was to just follow in the footsteps of the family members and kind of retrace their route to survival through Poland, Czech Republic, Austria, and Italy. I asked Georgia about how what she learned throughout her research and writing process applies to current events and the anti-Semitism that has been on the rise recently. Here's what she said. The book came out in 2017, and never could I have imagined that the themes of my family's story would feel so relevant. I feel like anti-Semitism has just been on the rise since 2015, 2016. It's scary, and I think that, you know, it's all around us. It's Charlottesville. It's Tree of Life. It's January 6th. It's happening in Israel. It's a really tough subject. It's I'm horrified and saddened by everything that's going on, but I do feel like stories like my family's are reminders of what can happen if anti-Semitism is left unchecked, if we allow hate to fester. We saw through history that things can change very quickly, that words have power, propaganda has power. I hope in telling my story that it's a reminder of that. And I also hope that it's a story that will bring bring hope and inspiration. And it is set to the backdrop of the Holocaust, but at its core, We Were the Lucky Ones is a story of courage and love. The book is also being adapted into a limited series on Hulu that is currently in post-production. Georgia had many great experiences on set, like when she walked into a recreation of her family's apartment for the first time. It was wild, yeah. I am so lucky to have been a part of production of the limited series, but I will never forget that day, walking on set for the first time with the cast. They were also exploring the apartment for the first time, this home that you know my grandfather grew up in. First of all, I felt like I was stepping back in time. I felt like they were there with me which was very overwhelming. But I was also just bowled over by how real it all felt and the attention to detail that our set designer and his team put into every single last decision that was made, whether it was the wallpapers, which were different in every room, the trinkets on the table, the crystal on the dining table, the clocks in the corner, the etched glass doors. It just was so well done and felt so real. For more on Georgia, you can listen to this full interview wherever you get your podcast by searching up KMIH Mercer Island interview with Georgia Hunter. Once again, I'm Annabelle Hegarty from 88.9 The Bridge. Now back to the music and conversation that spans generations. And we will be getting back to that music and conversation uh, soon because we have to, we have a, a the actual class, Joe's class. I have to go take role 
in a few minutes. Great job, Annabelle. And that was live. You got you, now you've edited it uh, for time, but that was a live conversation and super smooth. You're getting very good at that interviewing stuff. Yes, thank you. It's only it's been all... four years. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, in your fourth year, uh, and uh, and that's great. You started as a freshman online. Your your guys' class, the graduating class of 2024, is the class that mostly learned uh, sitting in your homes for the first year. And I, I have a theory. A lot of you guys are very good at production and things, and I think it's because you had a solid year of having to figure it out, a lot of it on your own, sitting at home. Uh and you think that's obviously none of us would wish a pandemic and wish it had gone that way. But do you think maybe that that helped give you some of the foundational tools that have that have made you, a, you know, a good uh, a good uh, editor, a good broadcaster and maybe even a good student? Yeah, I think so. I think we also had a lot of assignments that were production based because we didn't have a lot of, you know, recording time or whatever. Obviously, no studio time at all. Um and so I think that was more of the focus that year, for sure. And I don't, obviously, I don't really know exactly what goes on in the intro classes now, but those assignments definitely did help. Yeah, and you're uh, you're uh, behind, Kate. You're gonna be you're gonna be around for a while. I'm happy to say you got another year coming. So. Yes, I do. So uh, so uh, Joe's class is a high school radio station, a high school radio class. My name is Joe Bryan. I'm the teacher. The real stars are the students. You'll hear us live every Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. But you want to stay tuned all the time. We have another live show coming up, Breakfast on the Bridge. As soon as uh, we sign off, we'll turn it over to another cast of students. It is finals week, so uh, we may be a little more music intensive and a little uh, less shows than usual uh, because uh, the students do need to have their time to study and everything. But keep it right here on KMIH. You can download our app. We're in the uh, Apple Store. We're in the Google Store. You can listen to to us online at kmih.org and we sure appreciate you listening and uh, let us know what you think we've got facebook we've got instagram you can drop us a comment and uh we sure appreciate it okay any any last words from either one of either one of you two uh before we go any any uh, words of wisdom on finals how are you going to ace all your finals you got a final tip um just good luck i'm just gonna manifest good things <laughs> You know, I just think, I think, I think the most important thing for me this week is having a positive mindset. And if I believe I can do well in all my finals, then I will do well in all my finals. That's the mindset I'm having. I love that. It's visualization. I'm big yes. on it, Kate. I visualize success. And, and I, going back to Pete Carroll, that's one of the things I picked up on this guy. He's a, he's a cheerleader. He expects uh, success. He visualizes it. And lo and behold, he's had, he's had his share. So I think that's good stuff. Okay. Well, we got to get to class. Uh, I'll play one. This is in honor of Wordle. This is a, song by missing persons we'll leave you with some missing persons and i don't go anywhere we've got to go take attendance but there will be new students on here at the top of the hour uh with a whole new show and uh appreciate you listening this is joe's class on kmih 88.9 fm